This is Bariatric Life Podcast with Amanda and Chris. We are not doctors, nor have we ever played one on TV. Please follow your doctor's advice. We are expressing our own opinions. You can always reach us on Instagram at Bariatric Life Podcast or on Amanda's Instagram at Amanda's VSG. Thanks for listening. Check out the show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, and welcome to Bariatric Life Podcast. This is Amanda. And this is Chris. And today we are talking to Alex. Hey, Alex. Hi. If you could start with your Instagram handle. Yeah, so my Instagram handle is styled in the heartland beauty. And where are you on your weight loss journey? So I am in month four. I officially had surgery March 10th of 2022. And how'd that go for you? Um, it was an emotional journey. There's a lot involved with my story. Um, it's been a crazy time, but, you know, it's been a really big eye-opening and learning experience for me. And I'm, I think, well, honestly, the only regret that is I didn't do it sooner in life. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. So what was it that was, was so emotional and crazy about it? Yeah, so... Um, when I was getting ready to have surgery, uh, we, my dad actually ended up buying a house in Des Moines. Um, I actually grew up in Eastern Iowa and I moved here about seven or eight years ago. And my dad already had been working here, traveling back and forth. And he, I ended up buying a house. So I moved into the house and I was going to have surgery, trying to like go through the process because my insurance required a six month wait. And I changed jobs during that time. And, you know, because COVID, I lost my job, gained a job. It was kind of flip-flapping back and forth. And I had different insurance. And so I had to wait for my new insurance to pull it through. Mm. And then a month a month before I had surgery, I, my former partner decided that he basically didn't want any part of my life and decided to walk out. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, he decided to walk out. He... You know, he had some of his own mental battles he was facing, and I understand why he did it. But you know, it was, it was extremely hard on me because I just, I needed the support, and he knew that he was one of the only people that knew that I was having it because I wasn't really, you know, I I wasn't incredibly comfortable discussing it with people till I was ready, and so he walked out, and then. I had surgery. Um, the day of surgery, I had been working um, overnight. So I worked from 2 p.m. to 2 a.m. and stayed up till 5. And I had to be at surgery at 6. Um, mm-hmm. It's a crazy story because I didn't read the instructions that my doctor had given me because I thought that we were going to a hospital that's really close to my house. And turns out I get there. I wait for like a half an hour till the register gets there and I'm trying to register. She's like, oh, you're not at this hospital. You're at a different hospital. Oh, no. So I had to call my dad. I'm like, hey, come pick me up. I'm at the wrong hospital. So I get to the right hospital. They rush me through everything. I get in, I get into the, you know, to the introduction room where they're 
prepping me and the anesthesiologist came in and talked to me and I was by myself. I had nobody waiting in the waiting room for me. I was a hundred percent alone. Um, and I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified because I was thinking I'm alone. Nobody is here. What's going to happen to me? Am I going to die? You know, I think those thoughts were just running through my head and my doctor came and he's like, you got to calm down. He's like, I do this all the time. You have nothing to worry about. So, you know, I, I, you know, and then I remember getting into the, on the gurney, like riding into the operating room and asking the nurse, Hey, can we make one pit stop at McDonald's right before, (laughs) right before we go into surgery? Because I really just really want an egg McMuffin. I really want a last, like a, like a Jesus last supper kind of deal. (laughs) And she was like, only if we can stop and get coffee. I was like, deal. We'll just, we'll just take a break and we'll come back to this. (laughs) And then I remember just waking up an hour, maybe or so later and it was over. And I was like, wow, that was fast. So my recovery, my recovery after surgery was an interesting time because of course I was still dealing with a breakup and my job at the time, I was working overnights in logistics and they decided to eliminate my time that I worked and decided to put me on 4 p.m. to 4 a.m. And I was thinking, gosh, that doesn't sound very good. That sounds really bad for my mental health. I don't know if I can do that. And then during the recovery process, I was out for two weeks and I had a, I had a nervous breakdown. I had a, an absolute nervous breakdown. I was not in a good mental state. I was just going crazy and it had a lot to do with the breakup, having surgery. And then on top of it, the job situation that I was in at the time, and I ended up right back in the hospital and I ended up in a mental ward for about 24 hours. And that was probably the most, one of the most terrifying nights of my life besides the night that my mom passed away when I was very little, but that was very, very terrifying. And all I could sit and think about was like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I don't know how I'm going to, how I'm going to face tomorrow and how I'm going to move on from this. And, and it was just a combination of all three of those things that were happening. And, you know, and the next day I ended up going home. And the funny thing is, is the hospital I went to, I live right across the street from. So I literally just, I just literally drove home and just kept staring, thinking like, you know, I'm going to have to move past this. And as time went on, you know, I eventually did and eventually started to see, some of the things that other people were telling me and just thought, you know, it's time to focus on me and my journey and what I need in life. And, and that became my sole focus was weight loss because I kept telling people like I invested money in this and, you know, I had to work hard for the insurance that paid for this. So why not just focus on that and stop worrying about the other factors in life because it'll all work out and, and it did, but it just took a while, I think, to get there. Yeah. Well, and it's good to have a, a focus on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then I remember they had really, really pushed me to exercise and I'm just like, you know, I, I don't mind exercise, but beginning I was just like yeah this is so boring I don't want to exercise I'm too depressed I'm too this I'm too that and then I think down the line as a few months went in something just snapped in my head and I'm like you know what I've got to exercise I've got to do this for myself because no one is going to push me to do it I'm the one that has to drive this because if I want this to work for me 
I have to work for it. And I started um, actively going to Planet Fitness, you know, every day I could. Um, And then I realized, like, maybe halfway into my fitness journey, like, maybe, like, this is maybe March, I want to say, no, maybe April or so, April or May, um, I really started to see, like, you know, I need more than what this gym is offering me. So I started joining another gym and became super involved in weightlifting and also had been super involved. I took spin class for the first time. And I, and this actually just happened last week. I'm the youngest person in this class. The, all the ladies can outbike me, but they're like, you still showed up. You still are here to do it. I said, yeah, because I have to work, I have to work for this. If I want the weight loss, I mean, it, it's not just, and I tell people all the time, it's not just like a magical science that fixes your issues. It's a lot of things that go, that go into it. And that's pushing yourself to get out and make smart choices and get into a gym and work out. And, and I always tell people, you don't even have to join a gym. You can go out and I sometimes just take my dog on walks because she likes to be outside too. So it's, and I tell, and I always tell people the two things I think during this journey that I've really learned is some solid advice if you're thinking about having weight loss surgery is number one, do your research and know what you're getting into. And number two, number two is every day when you wake up, no matter what day it is, you make smart choices of what you choose to do with that day. If you don't choose to exercise, just get in a 10 minute walk and then make sure that you're following all the instructions that you're supposed to be doing per your doctor, taking your medicine, eating the right foods. And it's okay Sometimes if you say, oh, I had, you know, like a little bit of what I can't normally have. And I always tell people like, but you still focus on what you're supposed to be having. It's okay once in a while, but don't make that a habit. Break the the habit because if you continuously do the habit, it's going to become a bad thing and you're going to go right back to where you were. And I say always that your body was made for good nutrition and it was made to be nutritioned not put junk food in. And I always tell people, because I grew up very religious, that your mind, your mouth, and your body were made to put good things into and not clouded with junk. So. Which surgery did you end up having? Um, so I had the vertical gastric sleeve. Um, and the funny thing is about when I was in high school, I'm 35 now. So in about, um, I want to say the early 2000s, my stepmom actually had gastric bypass. So she, she also is a nurse and was a great resource to go to when I was asking lots of questions like, how does this work? You know, and I, I knew other people that had the lap band. So I went to them and asked, how does this work? I need information. I want to know what it's like. So I, and my doctor recommended vertical gastric sleeve because he said that the lap band, they don't typically do anymore and bypass is a little bit more invasive. So they recommended vertical gastric sleeve and that's the one that I ended up going with. And if you don't mind sharing, what was your highest weight? Yeah. So my highest weight when I started was 316. I am currently 228. And when I dropped down into the 20s, I cried. I had been too, I hadn't been in my 220s since um, I lost 60 pounds naturally. And that was in like uh, 2010, 2011. And this weekend, I actually, um, I always tell people I will not buy new clothes till my clothes are literally falling off my body and 
my jeans are literally falling off my body and my parents are like you know you probably should go buy new pants <laughs> my my and my grandpa would always say hey alex your britches are falling down like, yeah 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 I, I get that i get that but so i go into this i go into actually old navy and i'm like thinking like um i wonder what size is gonna fit me because size 20 is fitting me right now and then i'm like hmm, maybe 18 will fit me so I go into the dressing room, I try them on, and they fit me. And that moment, I literally started to cry because I'm like, I worked hard for this. Yeah. I feel guilty that I'm still at a size that I don't want to be. But at the same time, I should celebrate my success because from where I was to where I'm at now, that's a huge, huge amount of weight. And I always tell people, it's like I lost a child. So I lost like a, a child that was like attached to my body pretty much and weight wise and and people always tell me like I can't believe it when they see me they I had I and funny thing is is uh last Saturday um I normally on Saturdays I work for our local farmers market here in a different town that's about 20 minutes north of Des Moines um and I've been doing that for about three years and we didn't have a market last week because of a festival that was going on and I took the day to like just have a me day and I went to go get my nails done and I walked in and this is a place I typically go a lot and the the owner said hey like pick your color and he didn't realize that it was me because he knows me and and I sat down he was like Alex I was like yeah it's me and they just could not believe from the time that I last came in before surgery until now how different I totally looked because I lost so much weight in my face and my body and it just is and I tell people it's just it's just insane how this works I I, I know it's it's a combination of how you eat exercise the portion control that kind of thing and the foods that you're eating but at the same time it just astounds me how much I've seen a lot of people change in a lot of different settings in this kind of surgery and it just astounds me really so and you're so close to that 100 pound weight loss yes and I, I tell people all the time, like, when I hit that 100 pounds, I'm literally going to have, like, I'm going to throw, like, a mini party because I tell people that, like, that, you know, um, so this is going to sound so totally cheesy, but there is a song um, by Megan Thee Stallion and Dua Lipa called uh, The Sweetest Pie, and there's a there's a line in that that says, hold on this is the ride of your life and I kept thinking this is the time of my life and this is the ride of my life because I've never gone through something like this you know I've had both my ACLs replaced I've been through a lot of things in my life like deaths of a mom at a young age you know a lot of you know breakups and a lot of mental health stuff but like this is the time that I've worked so incredibly hard for this and you know and I tell people all the time that like this is not just a diet. It's not just a fad. It's a lifestyle change. And you have to be dedicated in this and have to realize that this is not something that is just going to be for a short period of time. It's for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And and it took me, and it definitely took me a while to get comfortable and realize, hey, that this is going to be part of my life for the rest of my life. And, um, and I always tell my friends, I'm like, hey, I'm a cheap date because I can order from the kids menu and I'm cheap. So you don't have to spend a lot on me if you take me out. I mean, you know, and I said, and I, I hang out with my friends at bars all the time. I don't drink alcohol because alcohol is really caloric. And also because like, you know, the, the rule that you can get drunk a lot faster with when you have VSG. Yeah. It, it's just not for me. And um, so 
you know, and I told people when I hit that hundred pound loss, I'm 12 pounds away from it. I'm going to literally celebrate the fact that I worked incredibly hard for that. Absolutely. And, and, and I think also the one thing I always tell people when you're, when you're in concerning weight loss surgery and people tell you, <laughs> oh, this is the easy way out. You're just taking the easy way because you're just going to go have surgery and it magically goes away. I said, no, it don't magically go away. You yeah. have to literally work for it. And I tell people, if you're on a regular diet, if you're on like keto or you do paleo, and I've done all of those, and I've done all the, you know, the eating, the portion control, all of that, you can go to McDonald's all you want and go cheat. You can go to Burger King and cheat. And like, if I go there and I eat that stuff now, I get sick off of it. And, right. and, and it's like, people don't realize that, that this is definitely the harder way out of this. And I always tell people that, you know, I can handle a lot of things and you can throw them at me and I can pretty much deal with them. And this is one thing where I had to slowly learn how to deal with it. Because at first, you know, when you first have the surgery, you're just so hungry all the time. And I, I could not stop dreaming about cake and, you know, all the bad things, all the like, I like to tell people all the sin that you could get, like all the gluttony <laughs> of sin that you can get in that you love. And, and, and now I just, like, I, I remember trying, like, a small little piece of candy, and I just thought, gosh, this is so gross tasting. Like, the taste of it is so nasty. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's a few things I always tell people, that that is not the way, the easy way out. You can easily cheat, but I, yeah, us bariatric patients, we can't. So, it's, <laughs> and people always think it's a prison sentence. It's like, it's not a prison sentence, it's a choice. And yeah, we made and, the choice. And like you said, too, like it, it is a permanent change. Yes. It's not like yes. you can just be like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I'm, right. I'm going to have my stomach put back in. Right. There's no undo. There's no, you know, reset button. It's it's once it's right. done, it, it's done. So, yeah, absolutely. It, it is a lifelong change to how you eat, how you think, how you plan it, everything. Yeah. And I always tell people, because people, you know, they always say like, oh, I'm so proud of you that you get up at 4.30 to be in the gym at 5. I'm like, and like, oh, I couldn't do that. I'm like, but you can. Yeah. But you really can. It's what you put your mind to. And literally, I tell people, I have no choice in this. I made the choice to have the surgery, to be healthier. And I did it not for vanity reasons, but because in my family, they're all overweight. And especially in my mom's side of the genetics of my mom's side, all overweight, not all of them, but a lot of them. And, you know, congestive heart failure is a big thing in my family. And, you know, per my insurance, I had to prove it was medically necessary for myself. And it, it was per the insurance and all the process there. But like, I tell people in this kind of instance, when you make that choice to have surgery, you got to look at it now is it's no choice. Now you made the decision at the beginning and now you have to stick with it. And it's, it's a hundred percent discipline. You have to be disciplined in this, just like anything in life, you have to be disciplined. Like I always tell people like musicians didn't get good because they just decided to go play guitar one night and think, Hey, I'm great. I'm going to be a world superstar. No, it took them a long time discipline in their craft. And it's the same with bariatric patients. It takes discipline and what we choose to do because you have to realize that it's not reversible. And then, and it just hit me for a while that like, 
the eating portion of it, this is going to go on for a long time. So get used to it and get yeah. used to the, you know, try to get used to shopping again, because that was a, like a nightmare in itself at the beginning. Like, what do I choose when I go into a grocery store? And I, and I realized very quickly that it's so funny. I tell people this all the time. Like at the very beginning, I walked, I think down like the snacks aisle in Walmart and I'm realizing there's like nothing in this aisle I can have. Right. So go to the next aisle and then there's nothing in that aisle I can have. So it's really looking at, you know, making sure that you're sticking with a plan that your doctors give you. And I, I'm like all on board with my doctor and I'm always asking them, Hey, can I have this? Or, Hey, can I have that? So I know when I go to buy things, I can have those things. And I'm very, very like on the ball about that. And, you know, and like I said, I, I've had times where I've had a few things that I normally don't eat, you know, at parties or like during holidays, I, I cheat a little bit, but I'm very, very controlling in that aspect. So that's one thing I always tell people that I'm just the kind of person that I want to control what I'm eating yeah. and know what I'm buying. And my doctor, the funny thing is um, my doctor's physician's assistant and we, we became really good friends throughout this. And I would tell her, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with, oh, I'm struggling with wanting sugar and I want cake and I want these things that I normally can't have that would taste nasty now because they, your taste buds change during this. Mm -hmm. And I would say, I, I just want these things. And she was like, but you don't need them. And that's the mindset that I had to change was I don't need them. I want them, but I don't need them. And there's a lot of things I had to change my mindset about that. So it's like you said, it's, it's, it's a very irreversible process. Once the process is done, it's no going back and it's only moving forward. And it's not looking at the past, but it's looking at the future and what you can be, not what you were. I, I have this thing where people will ask me, well, can you eat that? And I'm, well, I can eat anything. I'm just choosing not to. Right. And I'm trying to make better choices. So you'd mentioned that there was congestive heart failure on your yes. side of the family. Did you have any health conditions prior um, to surgery? I was pre-diabetic. So I was pre-diabetic. And that's about the only thing. Um, my grandma died pretty young of congestive heart failure, but my mom actually, she died of a brain aneurysm. So that did not play into the health factor because that was mm -hmm. just a sudden thing. Right. But my grandmother died pretty young of a congestive heart failure. And I was looking at that. And then also on my dad's side, there's a high rate of suicide. And that, that mental health factor did also play into this as well when I was preparing documentation stating like, hey, this on both sides of my family's this is what we're both looking at when they did the psyche vow to make sure I was fine. You know, mm -hmm. they have to look at that too, but you know, just, just pre-diabetic at that point. And are you still pre-diabetic? Actually, I don't believe so. I have not um, heard that, but I don't believe so at this point. Cause I've dropped so much weight. Um, they did tell me that my BMI has definitely gone down a huge factor in that so I I can't say that for sure but I'm pretty sure at this point probably not because I remember at the beginning I had to have some insulin in, injected into me during the surgery process but I don't believe so not anymore did but you don't quote any, me on that did you have any complications with your surgery I did not um I just remember that they just kept telling me to get up and walk around so you don't get blood clots and I had my gallbladder 
I didn't have my gallbladder removed. Like some patients, they take it out, but for me, they didn't. So I actually am on still on medications to help uh, prevent kidney stones. But no, I have not. I just my my uh, surgery stitches they just hurt. You know, as normal yeah. stitches would hurt, but no. And have you ever had buyer's remorse? No, absolutely not. You know, I think I think at the beginning a little bit, but like now I'm just like this is like the best decision I ever could have made. I'm at the best, like, I would say not like the, you know, I'm, I'm better at my mental health than I was, but I'm at the best time of my life where I feel great. I like am pushing hard. And when I'm in the gym, I always tell, I, I always tell people hands down, people always ask me, Oh, how do you work out? How, how do you do this? How do you do that? And I said, well, first of all, you have to have the dedication Number two, I had weight loss surgery. This is not a choice for me. I have no choice in this. I mean, I made the choice to have it, but I have no choice in working out. It has to be done. And the gym is not a singles bar. You're not there to meet people. You're there to work and to get your stuff done. And you're there to leave. And they always ask me, well, aren't you intimidated by those big buff muscly guys? I said, no, they're there to work too. I'm there to get what I need to get done. And I'm not intimidated by them. I mean, I may have a lot of gut still but hey I mean if they only knew what I've been through like they'd understand so I just you know I tell people that I have no buyer's remorse with this you know there's been struggles where I do want things and I'm just like you know I made the choice and there's no going back now and you know I only wish I'd done it sooner in life I had a moment last night where we were driving home from a party thing that we had gone to yeah and we were passing by wendy's do you have wendy's in iowa yes we do yeah i have one like for it's like 10 minutes from my house and i had this moment of like oh man i really could eat some wendy's right now and then i was like wait no i i really can't yeah (laughs) i'm at capacity as it is and it will just make me incredibly sick and feel terrible and right hiccups oh yeah the hiccups will yep yeah and I'll have moments like that too I remember last week I actually ordered a gyro because I because my grandparents are farmers um my dad is an electrician so obviously he isn't but grew up on a farm I grew up going to my grandparents farm when I was really young and my grandparents are in their 90s now so they're not farming anymore and we you know we grew up eating a lot of beef a lot of chicken a lot of meat potatoes kind of that's Iowa we're a meat potatoes kind of state you know um so I I love lamb and I had ordered it and I was like you know I remember when I could eat the whole thing and I could have French fries with oh, it. And I could, hell and I could yeah. Eat, yeah, I could eat the pita with it. And I'm like, gosh, I really miss that. And when I took a bite of it, I was like, this lamb is so good. But the tzatziki sauce on top of it was so nasty tasting to me. And I'm like, oh, no. I remember when I love this. And now, like, I hate it because it's the it's the dairy in it because I don't do dairy. You know, I get my supplements through calcium chews. And I don't do dairy but cheese because cheese is a protein. Right. And I'm just thinking, gosh, I wish I could go back to that. But then again... I'm like, do I want to be sick eating that or do I want to be healthy or do I want to be overweight? I want to choose to be healthy and not to go back to that. And it's hard passing by places like Wendy's and Burger King, McDonald's, because I don't think, man, I sure could go for a cheeseburger right about now or I could go for some fries. Yeah, I had the gyro thought 
not too long ago too. And I was like, man, I could probably eat three bites and be done. And it just seems like a waste of food. And no pita. <laughs> yeah. And no pita. Yeah. See, I ordered it without <clears throat> the pita, just in a bed of lettuce. And I took like three bites and I was done. And I'm like, I just spent $18 right. DoorDash <laughs> to my house and ate three bites. And I'm like, well, I guess I have lunch for the next day. And it's, that's what I always tell people. It's so incredibly hard to eat out. And people are like, oh, I want to buy you clothes for like a birthday or Christmas. I'm like, don't. Just don't. Because it's going to be so pointless for me. And I I have been fortunate enough that I'm a f- I'm really into fashion, makeup, accessories. And I always tell people, if you saw my, my room is bright pink. I, I always make jokes like um, there's a famous... Um, fashionista her name is iris at fell she's 99 i believe no I, she's 99 or 100 and she's been in a lot of documentaries she's really famous um and she always used to say i her mother used to say i worship at the altar of the accessory and as uh, as do i and um and i always tell people i'm very fortunate in the fact that like i have clothes like sweatshirts sweaters you know regular clothes that still fit me now so i have not except for the bottom part and somewhat the top part you know, I've just been fortunate enough that I haven't really had to buy a lot of clothes in this process, except when my clothes started to get extremely big. And I tell people all the time that it's still a work in progress. So I hope down in the future, I lose a lot more. But you know, it's a day by day process. Last night, Chris was ordering some shirts for Christmas. And And he was like, what size do you want? And my best friend was sitting there and she was like, yeah, what size will she be in six months? (laughs) I was like, I have no idea what size, but get a large and I can make it smaller if I need to. Yeah, that's what I always tell people. I was I was at a bar last night with my one of with one of my friends and we were watching some like uh local Iowa, Nebraska, like punk rock, punk pop kind of bands. And I went to go buy a t shirt from one of the bands that we saw and he's like, What size do you want? I'm like, um, and I'm thinking in my head like if I buy like a large or next to large in six months is it going to be way too big on me mm-hmm. so I told him, I just, like, just give me extra large so I figure I can uh, you know put a hair band around it and make it tighter if I need yeah. to yeah absolutely and and it's it's tough because it's tough to try to predict the future like like, are all my clothes going to fit? Am I going to have to donate all my clothes? And and some of it, some of it, it's hard for me because a lot of my clothes I've held on to for years because that's, that's kind of like how I am. Once I get something I really like, I stick with it and, and it's hard. And I remember asking at my last, my three month post-op appointment, I asked like, why is my gut still large? Like, why is my stomach still large? And my doctor had said, well, you're probably going to need plastic surgery down the line to get rid of the excess skin. And some of that will go away. And I said, well, if insurance ain't going to cover that one, then you want to pay for it for me? Cause you probably are making a lot more money than I am. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, and I remember saying like, and he said, oh, well, there's a clothing closet downstairs if you need clothes. And I said, no, I'm good. I have so many clothes right now and I haven't been buying a whole lot this year because of surgery. And it's, and I told, and I told them it's hard to predict what will happen in six months because we drop weight so fast that it's just so hard to predict. And it's, it's, it's difficult because it's like an emotional attachment to some of these things that I've held on to for a long time. And I always tell people that's one thing that bariatric patients, I think, 
really struggle with is identity crisis when you are losing weight so consistently and you look in the mirror and you're like, I don't know who that person is anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know who that, who that face is I'm looking at because that's not my face that it was. And that's one thing I've really struggled with mentally was I don't know who that person is anymore because I identified so much of my life as being plus size. And that's how I saw myself. And after every breakup, you know, I have been through a lot of abusive type relationships in the past with form a former boyfriend of mine for, you know, seven plus years. And, and, um, and I, you know, pretty much got called every name in the book, you know, every, we got this. <laughs> I was actually right before this, I had eaten lunch. So I sat, I had to set my 40 minute timer to let me know when I could drink again. Um, oh. <laughs> you know, how the, you know, that life rule that we all have now. So I had to, yes. and my, my alarm went off. I was like, crap. So, but like I was saying, I, you know, I think that bariatric patients extremely struggle from identity crisis because we identify as being part of a specific group category of plus size. And it's hard when you're looking in that mirror thinking, that's not me anymore. Now, who am I? Because I don't know anymore. And for me, that's been a huge, incredible struggle. But then I'm just like, you know, and I have to just remember, like, I know who I am. I am Alex Stratton. I made this decision and I am firmly rooted in everything that I was before, just not that body type any longer. I I have found there have been pictures of of me where I'm like, wow, I actually really like this picture of me. And that blows me away to actually like the picture. Right. And, and that's the same thing too, because I, I was at a family reunion yesterday. And of course I always make jokes. I was like, yeah, there was a whole table of sin there, but yes, that I partake in some of it that I don't use normally have. Yes. But did I eat my, 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 portion control range yes did I listen to my stomach when it told me it was full yes um and I had showed pictures to my relatives and and they're like I can't believe it you look so different your face looks so different I said yeah I said and I said I like this picture of me now before I I would see that and I would hate it mm-hmm. now I actually like how I'm look I mean I may still struggle with my body and how it looks but when I look at my face I'm just like I like how it looks now because it lost that extra extra fat that was on it and it looks healthy yeah so but yeah it's it's hard it's really hard because you know we I struggle with that a lot is still trying to be comfortable in what I am now and realizing it will change and at some point the weight loss will slow down of course and that you'll still have to maintain and work hard at it but at the same time it's right now I just keep reminding myself you're only in month four it hasn't even been six months so it hasn't even been a year yet like be a slow your roll down don't get upset yet (laughs) yeah I have to remind myself of that too yeah do you have anything that you're looking forward to the most in the next year well, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to honestly going into, I know this is going to sound so cliche, but it's true. I'm going to look forward to going into a store and not having to go to a special section that is made just for me right. and go to a regular section and be able to be like, hey, I can fit into that. 
and it fits me and like and i'm a big huge um thrifter i love goodwill i love estate sales i love dead people's junk i always make that joke (laughs) and a lot of like vintage especially was made for a lot of smaller people because at that time that those clothes were made america was not like it is now we didn't have the you know the processed foods we do now and this is a whole different time you know i would say time zone Mm -hmm. and a lot of vintage clothing is made for tiny people and i would never be able to fit into a lot of it yeah and i'm looking forward to like going into like one of those types of environments where I can say I could probably fit that and be happy about it or even going into like ramen sales or yard sales and being able to find clothes that are not plus size and then they fit my body Mm -hmm. and also one thing I really want to move forward in is I want to get leaner in my muscle I want to build I'm really like interested in bodybuilding and I don't want to become one of those super buff ladies but I want to gain muscle and keep pushing myself in that arena and get bigger and better in my muscles and not what they have what they call the bat wing arms where you have the yeah. skin your bat wing arms and I always tell people I'm like bat girl I could possibly fly away with my arms <laughs> but you know that's one thing those are two things I'm really looking forward to is being able to fit in clothes that I wanted to and just keep working out hard and keep building muscle and keep building the healthy boundary of relationship with my body saying I'm doing good things to my body and and I tell people like like seriously last Tuesday first time in spin class I got off the the treadmill or the bike and the the, the lady that had like help me she's like how do your thighs feel it's like they're burnt they're, I was like they're burning they're burning they're yeah. on fire they hurt and then the next as Thursday roller on, I took it again, but this is like a 60 minute class and it has shred in it too. And um, the, the ladies that I made friends with, they're all, of course, all way older than me. They're like, Alex, how do your thighs feel? I was like, oh, they'll thank you later. But, you know, it's just that good feeling of burning. And that's what I look forward to. It's just the continuation of the good push there and to want to work out, to be healthy and to be happy. And I always tell people when I'm in that gym, that's like my focus time. That's my me time. That's my happiest time because I'm thinking about I'm pumping iron. I'm, I'm doing it. Like I'm not holding back this time. And, you know, and, and I think also continuously to build better mental health relationships with myself and continuously work on like, this is now who I am. This is the choices that I've made and to be happy and to work towards that. And, you know, to really focus on me and think that this is my time now. This is the best time of my life. You know, I'm in my middle 30s now and, you know, I spent so much of my 20s and my early 30s looking for my other half, looking for the one that I was going to spend the rest of my life with. And now I'm just like, you know, this is my time on me. This is who I'm, I have to spend the rest of my life with is me. Yeah. So why not focus on that in the next year and really be happy about the choices that I'm making now versus what I was making back then? That's awesome. Well, we have really enjoyed talking with you. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thank you guys so much. And I can't tell you, literally, when you guys messaged me about this, I literally was telling all my friends, I was like, I'm going to be on a podcast. (laughs) I can talk about finally people that understand what I'm going through because so I get so many questions about it. And I always... 
I always struggle with telling people I hate talking about weight loss, but when I talk to people that understand what I've been through and they understand the process, it's just so much easier. It is. It is. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. This is so much fun. Good. I'm glad that you you enjoyed it. We've enjoyed talking to you. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll see you soon. All right. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye, Alex. Bye.